Welcome to What Dreams Are Made Of, where I invite guests to explore dreams from both a scientific and personal point of view, along with some laughs. On this inaugural episode, I invite my coworker Victoria to discuss her dream experiences. Victoria is an amazing dog groomer, animal lover, and avid podcast listener. So, without further ado, Victoria, hi. Thanks for joining me. Hello. <laughs> thanks for having me. To kick things off, I thought it would be fun to have a little segment called Fun, fun Facts about, about Sleeping. So, this one kind of blew my mind. 12% of the population dream in black and white. But this number was much higher at 75% before color TVs made their way into the home. I could see that. Yeah, if, if all you're experiencing in your life, I guess, I mean, obviously you're not going outside and experiencing black and white in the 1950s. Right. But if you're watching everything in black and white on TV, then yeah. yeah Absolutely. I could see that. Um, kind of along those lines, I remember thinking as a child, very young child, like five maybe six probably not even my entire the entire year I was six but I remember thinking that the world was literally in black and white at one time because that's what I saw on television did you did you get to witness the Wizard of Oz when you were that age then because that would have been like the penultimate um I was really (laughs) young when I saw the Wizard of Oz but I'd already seen so many clips of it like before I saw it because it's got that wonderful awesome sequence where she's landed the house and it's still black white she opens the door to oz and everything's in color the problem is is though is that when you're a child and when you're that young it's impossible to really put those things together i don't know know what i mean maybe i was just just old enough then because it was just like that moment she opens the door and i'm you know the seven-year-old me is like (gasps) so yes a seven-year-old would probably absolutely be able to do that but I was like five, you know, and so I, yeah. at, you know, at that age, just not quite yeah, to that cognitive. All those, all those yeah. little synapses are still coming into place, and are they're still <laughs> happening. So being able to, um, you know, logically think about something just wasn't happening. More but, brain wrinkles. But you, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, more and brain wrinkles. It's happening. funny though because my my dad used to think the same thing. He used to think that the world was in black and white too, um, yeah. because of the movies Back and stuff that day. he would see, right, and the cartoons. And so it was just, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how the things that we see on television or on our computer screen overlap into what we think of the real world. Yeah, and I can imagine that in the 50s because television was such a new and fascinating thing. Oh, and, yeah. And everyone that had one was, you know, would invite all their neighbors yeah. that didn't have one over. Yeah. So, so yeah. the kids back then, like my mom was 10 in 1955, and she remembers parties happening just so everyone could come watch a television show. So they'd all like have dinner and and eat watching TV because there was like literally three stations and two hours of show each. You know, it wasn't like an all night, all day thing. So now we're going to go into personal dream history. In this segment, I want to make a little caveat. Dreams are very personal. So I never want for anybody to feel uncomfortable talking about their dreams or any of these questions that I ask if you're just like, I don't really want to talk about that. Just say pass. So this is a yes or no questionnaire. After the questions are asked, we'll go back and talk about 
whatever ones happen to kind of be the most interesting or are maybe in line with um, just having dreams in black and white as opposed to color. Do you have dreams in both black and white and color? Not anymore. No? Are they no. all colored? Or? Uh, all of my dreams are in color. Okay. Um, okay. And I think I've only had like one dream that I can really recall in black and white. Okay. And that was weird. I thought that was very strange. That was long ago. It, that, I was in my 20s, so yeah. Yeah, that age kind of makes sense too because a lot of the times between like um, puberty and, and in our early 20s is when we'll have the weirdest things happen with our dreams, like mm. sleepwalking. And if you've only ever experienced something like a brain explosion at one time, you know, um, and we'll, we'll discuss that in a minute. I was just going to say, I'm uh, like, uh... You know, it, <laughs> Time's gonna happen. I I slept. Do horror movies count? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain doesn't literally Not a literal explode. explosion. Okay, okay. It's, it okay. actually happened. Mm. You, you yeah. hear it. You hear it. Oh. Um. That's when all of those weird type things can take place. A lot of people that have experienced um like something on their chest. That's when that happens. Mm. Um, not to mm -hmm. say that people don't experience it as children and as adults as well or after. You know. Right. That's well, it's just but the that's more the common most common period of time. Period of time that okay. people experience these things. All right. Yeah. So, Victoria, mm -hmm. have you ever had, while sleeping, an out-of-body experience? Yes. Sleep paralysis? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A night terror? Yes. An experience of flying? Uh, I'll say yes. An experience of falling? All the fucking time. <laughs> so that's Every a big yes. damn night, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, have you ever seen an apparition upon first opening your eyes? Yes. Have you ever slept walk? No. Okay. No, I, yeah, thank goodness. Have you ever had a premonition in a dream that came true? No, I've had a lot of deja vu, though, which is like a premonition backwards. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had a lot of deja vu. I just, I don't think I've ever actually had a premonition. Dream. Okay. No. Okay. All right. You said a big yes to the experience of falling, and I know this is something <laughs> that pretty much everyone has experienced at some point or time in their life. Yes. Are there any particular dreams that go along with that experience, or is it just a feeling? There's every single night I can tell when I'm about to fall completely asleep because I will dream that in that like halfway between, I'm like mm -hmm. not quite fully asleep yet. Uh, I will dream that I'm walking, and it, whatever I am walking on the sidewalk, I'm never inside, which is mm -hmm. weird, I'm always outside, or a trail, or a road, and I will trip, mm. <laughs> and I will, like, my whole body will actually jerk, and, like, I'll come back awake long enough to be like, well, that sucked. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah, I will experience, like, that fall right at the beginning of every fucking sleep ever since I was, like... 16. Every damn night. So scientists tell us, and I've heard two things now. I've heard it explained as falling asleep too fast. I like this other explanation better, though, that I was just reading about. And it says that... Just because I'm like, the, falling asleep too fast. Is that possible? Is that a... Well, <laughs> so sometimes... If you were to, like, watch an thing? EKG of someone's brain waves while right. they're falling asleep, yeah. some people will have, like, this steady step down, which is how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to have this steady, you're awake, you're awake, and then you step down, you know, and so it's like a lot, it's like looking at steps, okay? Okay. So, um, so you know, this, this waveform. For someone who just, like, 
just kind of just drops into sleep. You'll go from like, it'll peak from awake and then it'll just drop. There's no steady stepping down. It's just like a, it's just like a falling off of a, you know, of a cliff or whatever. Well, some people can actually drop really fast. Um, you know, they don't do that nice little gradual step down. And people who do that, it's really difficult to wake them up. <laughs> very difficult to wake them huh. uh my brother's one of them he he does he i don't know if he still does it but he did that as a child like he would just out it, i've done that yeah i have so yeah, more recently than yeah. right <laughs> so so the the other the experience of falling this sensation that we feel is when the hemispheres of our brains are not falling asleep at the same time so if one oh. hemisphere is falling asleep faster than the other we'll have that sensation of falling i thought that was really interesting that's, yeah that's very cool the one that probably sticks out the most for me is <laughs> my three siblings are my three. Yes, I do have three siblings, but my two sisters and I, we actually shared a king size waterbed. I know this is ridiculous, right? <laughs> no, no, for like no, a I'm really just, long time. I was just, yeah. it's just funny that you were like, yeah, yeah, I've got a brother. And well, my, well, my brother was not, my he brother was in his room. room. He was yeah, in his room. Obviously. Was, you know. And so, so no, for no, lots some of, reason. Lots of sisters share a room, share a bed. For some reason, we decided that we wanted a king size water bed. Because somebody was like getting rid of one and we were like, oh yeah, we want it. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. So I'm asleep and I <laughs> had a dream that I was riding my bicycle. Mm-hmm. And it was very cartoonish. It was very um, Looney Tune because I'm watching myself ride my bike, and I keep kind of jumping inside, in and outside myself. So, I'm, <laughs> and like it's almost like the camera or my whatever zooms into like this rock that's protruding from the ground, and oh no, a cliff. Oh no! And so my tire comes oh, God. in frame, like this is a dream, I and know, my but... tire hits the rock, <laughs> flip, you know, head over heels, right off the side of the cliff. When I woke up, I was on the floor. Oh! I had jumped high enough and far enough or had enough of a reaction that I actually fell out of bed. (laughs) Because I woke up and was like, ow! Do you think... Do you think maybe you were you were dreaming about biking and like your sisters were roughhousing or something on the bed? And no, like everybody them... was asleep. Oh, everybody was asleep. Oh, because I was thinking like maybe one of them did no. that like jump really hard on no, the side no, of the no, waterbed no, no. and threw you off. No, no, and actually waterbeds won't do that anyway. They're not. They're. I mean, well, I mean, they, they back in the day, a, they would have. Well, they will. Yeah. To, they will kind of to an extent, but yeah, not anymore. But I mean, they're not as fun anymore. <laughs> and and but that was like that was like the one and only time that I ever like fell so hard that I actually physically jumped out of bed. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I do physically jump. Oh yeah. When I do the, yeah. the tripping and falling down mm-hmm. thing in, in my pre-dream, which is right. it's just what I've come to call it. I don't even right. know if that's right. a, yeah, that's not a medical yeah. term. It's, it's always interesting. my term. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting to me though, because you have the feeling of falling. Yes. And you have that split second dream. Yeah. Okay, because your dreams do occur like in very, very short periods of time, but it's they're so vivid and they're so like the one I just talked about with the tripping. Oh you my know, god! With the, but yeah, but it's like it's like the dream has to occur in that time that you feel your you that you feel yourself fall. Yeah. So it's so split second and it's so crazy it's, to think about how quickly that journey it's happens. It's amazing. It's and, amazing. And all those little bitty details like the the bicycle tire oh, and God, the yeah. rock. The, it's like what I'm I, wearing, where I'm yeah. walking, like I can see the street right. turtles. It's like you know? how in and the I can, world do I even street have, turtles have are those time little lumps to... in the middle of the road, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just in case anybody is wondering the, if we have actual street turtles. The reflectors. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the reflectors, reflectors and the, the separators. Ro- yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so cute. The yellow, the yellow street turtles. The yellow street turtles. Don't run over the turtles. Exactly. Um, how you can have that much, that much, you know, vivid information processed in like that little bitty bit of time. It's just like, yeah, whoa, yeah, no. So like, I can, I can feel the sweater or sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I see where I'm walking. Like, I can breathe the air and smell things. I can hear stuff. I can walk, mm-hmm. and I'll, be, and when I trip, like, I actually feel yeah. the jar of my toe right. on right. something, and then I jerk and. Yeah. Much to the dismay of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever woken up Topaz doing that. Beast doesn't care. She's the only Elizabeth, one that sleeps with me. Yeah, so. Elizabeth doesn't care. She's she's just used to me accidentally kicking in my sleep and whatever by now. And now that she's 15, she's just like, eh, I don't care. So, so Topaz. But the cats go, oh. Yeah. So, Victoria, how many cats do you have? I have three. Three cats. Yeah. So she has three cats and she has an older dog. How She's about... She's like a medium large size dog. Yeah, she's she stands about knee high, but yeah. she's like a little bigger than an Australian healer. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I have two dogs. Um, I have Durango and Topaz, and Durango is a little bit bigger than Beef. Elizabeth, we call her Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Beef is Beef is her her nickname. Yeah, because Elizabeth <laughs> is kind of a long name dog. Yes. Let's yeah. Admit. Yeah. Um, and she's so, too cool to be Lizzie. Yeah. So. So so Durango is I don't know he's like sixty five pounds and he's just a big goofy dog he's a big gangly dog, <laughs> um and then Topaz she's like forty pounds and she's just they're mutts. Yeah. So, Topaz will sleep with me and um but yeah. Durango Durango gets too warm with mom thing. Mm. So um let's see. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as the have you ever um, sleep experiences? Uh, sleep paralysis sucks. Oh, yes. It absolutely sucks balls. <laughs> and it okay. is the worst. <laughs> so sleep paralysis. I have never had a positive sleep paralysis. Nobody has ever had a positive sleep I, I would think that, like, maybe you have a sleep paralysis and, and like, maybe you could maybe once see grandma or, or, oh, look, there's fairies in my room. But no, no, it always has to be a fucking demon and it's always in the corner and it's always, like, eating spiders and crunching them and watching you while you sleep, so. Oh. And you can't move no, and you no, can't no, breathe. No. And I've never felt that, like, someone laying on my chest pressure oh but i've yeah, always okay. always been aware but not able to move so sleep paralysis it's when we're in an, a rim state so it's when we're in the dream state but right. our bodies go into a paralytic state pretty much in order to protect us something we're, so they so we don't act out our dreams physically right, right? so if you're dreaming that you know <laughs> that there are spiders crawling on your eyes you're not gonna ah. You're not going to claw your eyes out, okay? Oh, yeah, I would. We often hear about um, people with PTSD who, especially like soldiers and stuff, who uh, mm. like lash out again and try to beat up their, their spouse or whatever. I did punch my partner once. Yeah. I did roundhouse punch him. So... I was having a bar fight dream. <laughs> what stage of what stage of dreaming we are when we when we're actually able to physically act something out? I don't know if we're. I don't know. I don't know. See, there's a lot that we don't know about dreams, and that's that's yeah. the amazing thing about it. Is that I've never had an actual bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's always like any sort of conflict that has happened in a bar has been resolved 
before it got to that fisticuffs point. But but I've almost gotten into a few bar fights. But right. I like having a bar fight dream. You know, you get that like adrenaline rush, right. and then right. everything is like, oh, everybody, calm down, everything's fine. Yeah. But you have that adrenaline buildup, and you don't know what to do with it, and your brain is like, this is how it could have happened. <laughs> anxiety about the way things could have gone yes right now we're going to take a little break and when we come back we will continue talking about sleep paralysis my most vivid sleep paralysis memory is from when i was a teenager this was after the the water bed um we had a day bed (laughs) with a trundle bed i don't remember why maybe i was having an exceptionally bad period which i had a lot when i was younger but i remember i was laying on the trundle bed and it wasn't you could actually lift the trundle bed up and lock it in place so that it was at the same height as the rest of the beds right right but i left it down for whatever reason and i was sleeping it's easier with it's safer well yeah <laughs> i guess no one ever fell off the trundle bed right you know that's I mean? true <laughs> um, but I was sleeping with my head facing in the direction what it like would have normally been the foot of the bed. I don't know why. So anyways, I was t- it was during the day and I remember waking up and feeling that pressure on my chest like mm. like I couldn't breathe and I just remember mm. my brain is trying to make sense of all of this and so like, all of these things are popping in my head. It's like it's definitely a dude and pushing down on your chest and it's it's a demon, but it's of a male, you know, but it's a male demon. And, like, all of these things are, Ugh. like, popping in my head. And, and I'm just like, I don't fucking care what it is. Just get it off. Make it <laughs> yeah. stop. You know what I point. mean? It's like, it's like, brain, stop trying to figure this out and just wake up already, you know? <laughs> Thanks for the terrifying description, however, not needed. Yes, this yeah. is what I'm imagining. And then I finally come to and I just remember going, because, <gasps> like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And so that was probably the most vivid paralysis that I've ever had and the other ones were just where I would these go along with this goes along with a sleep terror so Mm -hmm. you a sleep terror is from when I took psychology a long long time ago oh good like an actual definition of it because I'm just like yeah so a sleep terror is when you wake up and you're just absolutely petrified but you have no reason yeah like why why am I so scared why am I so frozen so this is a sleep terror a lot of people experience these. Yeah. Um, and this is when your body just does an impromptu adrenaline dump. Why it does this, <laughs> I don't... As much research <sighs> as has been done, it's just one of those things that our bodies do every now and then. And That's so you're asleep crazy. and your body decides to do an adrenaline what? drop. You just immediately wake up and you're just scared out of your mind and you have no idea why. And a lot of the time, <laughs> no. you, you when you wake up, you are in a paralytic state because you were probably in that REM state when it happened. Right. So that's why when you so your wake body up, you literally has to catch up with your, your brain. Body, yes, which is oh. which is the same thing that's happening when you feel when like we talk about like on um, other podcasts, Bigfoot Collectors Club, one of my favorites, you know, and, and a lot of the other ones, lost podcasts on the left, and any type of paranormal podcast out there often talks about the, talking about the succubus on your chest. It is terrifying. And, I bet, yeah, and 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 the, the whole succubus thing comes from long, long time ago. An incubus. You know, yeah. Yes. Or a demon or some nasty ass creature from the other side, so to speak, that yes. is coming and trying to suck your life force out. Right. That's why you can't breathe. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, your blood or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are people that have never experienced sleep paralysis. Yes. My husband is one of them. Really? He has never. I, like, asked, I don't actually know someone. Yeah. I asked physically. them and he's like, 
he's like, what is the paralysis? And again, and I'm like, you know, and I explain it to him and he right. says, that's terrifying. I'm like, you have never have, had that happen? He's like, no, I've never had that happen. Never? Not even as and a so kid? And so now I'm like hoping it'll happen to him. I know this is terrible <laughs> because it's like, I need you to experience this so you know what it's like to be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should not wish bad things on our spouses, but no, sometimes no. it's like, oh my God, I wish you could experience Do this. Yeah. I wish you could experience this because I need you to know what it's like to be me. You know, yes, it's like, it's like definitely. that every woman is like, oh God, I wish you could period like one time. Right, <laughs> right, right. There's, there's electrode thingies. Supposedly they're ad- advertised on the internet that men can wear on right. their abdomen that give them the sensation of menstrual right. cramps. Yes. And I'm just like, what that needs to do to be correct is to have, to be remote controlled. Uh, and to give the woman the remote. Yeah, and every so time she can I have it. every time I have a cramp, he gets to have one with me. Yes. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's for the entire that's duration. That's what needs to duration happen. Yeah. Intensity. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's technology that could happen. It could happen. Oh, yes it could. Uh, yeah. Yes it could because if they are if they already have the technology where it simulates cramps mm-hmm. then remote control is not that far no it's just not gone, hard to do or, yeah no. far removed from that Mm-mm. okay so let's see. that's wild though that he's never like do you think maybe he did once or twice as a kid and just doesn't remember it's very it's very possible that he's just either suppressed to them or he doesn't remember the problem yeah. with the sleep paralysis is that they are so terrifying oh yeah that if you've ever had a sleep paralysis <laughs> moment or experience yes chances are you have not forgotten it no now, that's can, i was not kidding about the demon in the corner right. crunching on spiders like yeah. they were popcorn it was it was a little thing and it was dark enough that i couldn't see details but i could see enough right that it was quite clearly this right. horrifying mm-hmm. troll goblin thing right. crunching on spiders, yeah. watching me, making eye contact while he did it. Oh. And so, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's the worst. That's that's the most active one. Right. Sleep paralysis. Right. Sometimes it'll just be like a shadow of a person or, yeah. or the idea yeah. that there's someone right. right next to the bed. I didn't really see things when I would experience sleep yeah. paralysis. Well, I mean, when I was a really, really young kid, I would see things. But it wasn't like when I would first wake up. Usually right. I would be laying in my bed and I would just start, my brain would start going and I'd start imagining things. Mm. That's another episode, though. Right. <laughs> um, all right. That's different. So. Our final segment is called Truth May Be Stranger Than Fiction, But Nothing's As Strange As A Dream. Are there any dreams that you would like to share with our listeners? Oh my God. The most vivid dream I've ever had was a recurring dream that I had throughout my childhood. And people make jokes about dreams with gnomes in them all the time. And it's mm-hmm. a big fat joke, but this, but it was real for me. I really did have a terrifying adventure fantasy recurring dream that involved good gnomes and bad gnomes. <laughs> there was <laughs> kidnapping. There was torture, oh, which no. was weird. The torture was when I was much younger and the recurring dreams began. It was... What kind of torture? It was tickling oh, when no. I was very small, <laughs> which I have always hated. 
I have always hated that. I, I have slapped people and hit them for tickling me. Oh, I just, I can't stand it. I never could. And people misunderstand when you're little and people tickle you and they yes. misunderstand that the laughter doesn't mean that you're happy about it. It's a you're biological reaction. Right, right. <laughs> and sometimes some people Ugh. laugh when they're nervous. God. So. Yeah, or, or terrified that you're going to do something else without their permission. Right. And so, so that's what it was when I was little. The torture evolved as I got older into uh -huh. actual torture. Uh, Things like needles, uh, scratches, I hate stretching. The needles. I hate the, the needles. The, oof, I've never been afraid of shots, but Me either. in the dream, the needles weren't shots. They were just needles. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just, they weren't hypodermic. They were sewing needles that were oh, oversized. They were regular size, all different size needles, but they were sewing needles. Oh, and they interesting. Just... Okay. I was, uh, my yeah. brain was totally the torture going. was bad. My, my brain was totally going hypodermic. There was torture, then there was rescue, then there was chase and escape and stuff like that in this dream. But there was always, mm -hmm. always recapture and torture. Oh, it was a terrible recurring dream. So, it was so would, terrifying. So would you have the same dream more than once in a night? No. No, never more than once in a night. Okay. In fact, okay. it was recurring more like every three or four weeks. Okay. okay. It was like once a month I would have okay. this dream as okay. a kid. And it stopped when I was like... 20? Had you seen like yeah gremlins or or leprechauns or anything? Did any of those movies like did you experience any no, of those when you I were younger? Didn't no I uh gremlins was I think it's 85. 85 was a I, good not, year I'm for not movies. Sure. Um but I was only 10 at that point in time and okay and uh yeah no I saw gremlins at, okay at that age but I hadn't seen it when I was yeah. younger because there, there were a lot of so movies I got to see gremlins in the theater okay that was awesome okay oh that is cool that is really cool yeah I have all of the the fairies books that Brian Froud was the artist for and quite a few books now of Brian and Toby and Wendy Froud and they're the they're the artists that did all of the artwork for the movie Labyrinth and oh, they did okay. all of the work for all of the work that Jim Henson brought to life oh, in that's The Dark right. Crystal. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about yeah, this. Yeah, The Dark Crystal and uh, and Labyrinth. And so I had all of their books, all of their their fairy books, and, and I still do. <laughs> I still okay. do. And uh, I also had a gnome book that was very similar. And I'm trying desperately to remember the artist that did that. They did trolls very well in that, too. And I keep wondering if maybe Brian Froud was part of that and... I just don't remember, but uh, I had a gnome's book and I had a fairy's book, okay. and so I was. Okay. There's the cover of the gnome's book I have, so, written by Will Hugen. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's H U Y G E N, okay. and illustrated by Rien Portleviet. So those yeah. that's the author and the illustrator of that book. So okay. that no, that's not a Brian Froud, but a very similar style. Here's another break. Hey, my bladder's not as young as it once was. And when we come back, we will continue discussing gnomes in dreams. Gnomes in your dreams can mean, and this is dreamstop.com. <laughs> so okay. I, not, a, not an endorsement of that particular site, just the first one that popped up. Okay. <laughs> what, what does it say? It says that... It says that the guardians of Mother Earth's treasures, they live underground. When gnomes are in your dreams, it can either mean that you're happy with your life and letting you know to show gratitude for the treasures you're enjoying. 
or they can represent the hidden side that you keep secret from the world. So... I think it depends on yeah. how you view gnomes. If yeah. you yeah. view gnomes as something terrifying, chances are you're not going to have a dream about them being good and representing the treasures of the earth. Right. That's that's how I view things because some people some people really like vampires and to them they could have dreams about vampires and they make good dreams. Right. I hate vampires. <laughs> if I dream about vampires, it's going to be something bad. So, you know, so I don't buy into that whole like if you have a dream about this, this is what it means. I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm you not, have to know yourself. Dream yeah. interpretation is super dream, subjective. It is yeah. so it's, subjective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are people out there who maybe will have one on one day who have had a dream about something that they're like, I don't even know why I had a dream about that. I'm sure that's happened before. But me personally, I'm trying to think, I don't, no dream really sticks out to me where I'm just like, I have no idea why I had a dream about that. Every dream I've ever remembered and been, been able to go back and kind of like, okay, why did I have that dream? I can always pinpoint it to something. I can always go, oh, well, this happened or that happened or I saw this recently or I saw that. Or there's always something that I've experienced that I can always trace trace it back to. Like, I mean... Like I said, not to say that there aren't people out there who have dreams that are just like, I have no idea where that came from. Or yeah, no, whatever. I mean, there were definitely, there were, there was most definitely, you know, good gnomes and bad gnomes yeah, yeah. in the dream. Yeah. So I, you know, if, if I was going to try and interpret it, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's, there's all sorts of esoteric things I could get into, like right. the fact that I was born a witch. And so, because I consider myself a natural witch, might have been the, my subconscious, you know, explaining what's going on, and, you know, and the inner conflict that, that that was causing the right. six-year-old Catholic girl. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, that totally makes yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. just because it's gnomes doesn't mean that you couldn't be having... A dream about good people and bad people. You know what I mean? Like, it's that whole right and wrong and good and evil and who's on your side and who's not on your side. That can be in any form. Um, it doesn't even really necessarily have to be a sentient being, like, or um, a self-aware being, you know, someone who's like, yeah. So that that's just a better way of putting it. Right. Um, I've, I've gotten to arguments with people about sentient and, like, the meaning of it and how, and I'm just like, okay, fine. Self-aware. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. bugs are not self-aware. Uh, I mean, that we know of anyway, <laughs> because they. Let's just put it this way: bugs do not act self-aware. Well, they feel. I've seen bugs react in fear, but you self, know, if you throw a book or a shoe on the ground and you don't hit them with it, they run away. Right, but self-aware means that you are aware of having a place in the universe. You are aware of a past. Oh. You are aware of a presence. Mm. You are aware of things, like like everything you experience isn't the here and now. Right, planning versus instinct. Dogs can plan, but they can't plan long-term. <laughs> you know, um, d you know what I it mean? Makes me, it, no, it's, it's the Gary Larson cartoon where the, the dogs are the only ones that have survived the shipwreck. Oh, and they have yes. the lifeboat full of dog food. Mm -hmm. And it says, hands up everyone that wants to eat all the dog food right now. Right. Right. The dogs will <laughs> eat all, all the, the dog dogs food. Their, and they have yes. all their hands up. <laughs> because because they do their not. Their paws up. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That That is a perfect, that's a perfect <laughs> analogy because they don't have the concept of 
you know, anything beyond today. Yeah. And and because they live in the here and now. And and that's what separates humans from a lot of the other animals. That's a whole nother like rabbit hole. I know it's a big joke about gnomes in dreams, but and which is why I don't share it with everyone. Yeah. But um and I haven't had that dream ever as an adult. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So like as an older teenager, I had yeah. it a couple times, but yeah. as the older I got, the less I had it. I think that's kind of something that probably is common. And I say things are common based on my own experiences um, and just based on what I've read too. I mean, there's not a whole lot of information out there. Hopefully I'll, I can have a sleep specialist on, you know, at some point in the future mm-hmm. I can yeah. talk to and they yeah, can kind of explain a little bit more about, you know, our ages and how our ages have a large role on the type of dreams that we have yeah um just because of our lack of knowledge you know um we're innocent we don't understand things quite as well yeah your dream has to work shit out for your brain in a way that your brain is going to understand it right at that time right so yeah the more experiences you have in life Mm -hmm. the more you have to draw on right and and when i was you know six seven eight nine Mm -hmm. I had fairy tales to draw on and that right. and and the nature I would go out and play in because right. I was also ADHD and my family would be like, just go out and play. Just mm-hmm. now I'm catching a theme because because in none of my dreams ever as a child, mm-hmm. as a teenager ever, am I in any sort of situation with my family. Hmm. It's just me. Interesting. Yeah, it's just me fending for myself. There, there, there were a couple nightmares where... My family's involved. Interesting. But, eh. Interesting. But um, but yeah, all of my nightmares and all of my dreams. Every now and then, I'd be with a friend, and every now and then, I'd be with what was obviously supposed to be a sibling, mm-hmm. and um, and we would be doing something, some sort of conflict resolution of some kind. One of my other favorites when I was young was Pippi Longstocking. Oh, I love Pippi Longstocking. She has got the life. She has her own house. She has a horse. She lives alone yeah. with her horse and her monkey. Monkey, I think. yeah, monkey. she had a monkey. Yeah, yep. and and she gets money from her distant father. Yeah. He sends her gold occasionally, yeah. so she pays for everything with gold bullion, which you, you think I don't she, think you can do anymore. I, I, mean, as, <laughs> I don't think you could do it back then. But yeah, I mean, as a, as a kid, you know, I mean, the idea of Pippi Long's talking amazing. It was so great. But it was like, oh, oh my so god. great. Oh my god, I wish I could live like that. I know. But, but you know, it's so awesome. but it's so, but it's so unrealistic. Do you well, know what yeah. I mean? I like, mean, like, I mean, obviously it's unrealistic because yeah, it's like, getting it's getting like, sent a bunch of gold doubloons every she, month for your because like, it's like how maintenance. How are how are gold doubloons <laughs> to a child better than a family? Well, you know they're not, I mean? but they provided for her. So like, right. if she had to go buy food, right. she could go to the grocery store. Yeah, and she was always overpaying for everything because yeah. it was a fucking gold doubloon. And the adults yeah. that are taking them are all excited about it, so right. they never turned her down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, this is this is this is slated Woo-hoo. a lot, like solely in fiction, because I yes, mean, obviously, a yeah. little girl would never have been abandoned like that with all those gold doubloons. Oh, well, somebody would have taken her it, in at some point and taken in time, her money. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the realistic part of it. Is they would have put Pippi in the workhouse and they would have just taken her money. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, so, was, I don't, um, was it that long ago? But she was the workhouse. Uh, I don't probably. think it was that long ago. I, well, I mean, her dad was a uh, <clears throat> privateer. Yeah. So, so, but I, <laughs> so I mean, it so, was it was definitely put. I think 
I did. De- I definitely think oh, it was set. Oh, you mean the you mean the time? To- oh, the time it was written and the time it was set. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The time it was set, I think, was supposed to be. Uh, gosh, you know, I'm not really sure because she has human friends too that come over and their kids. Right. And they're like, "You live such a great life, Pippi." And um. Right. I fucking loved Pup. Pippi Longstocking. I, know, I fucking right? loved it. It was so great. And the only the best part in the world was that she could have a horse and just live on her own with a horse. I know. And there was... <laughs> so I'm thinking a lot of the stories from our childhood involve children doing things on their own. Solving conflicts, solving mysteries, finding treasure. Right. Um, Tom Sawyer. Um, and uh, all of the kind of stories from back then didn't involve any parental help really until until you were in mortal danger right (laughs) so so yeah and and maybe not even then sometimes not even then so i feel like that might have driven the i know lots of people are like oh these kids today can't do anything by themselves and it's like well actually yeah they can they can do pretty much everything by themselves but they just didn't have the backup info that we had you know growing up they've right i'm sure they have those stories now but they have things like um harry potter and and narnia and stuff like that where there's always also some sort of adult backup kind of thing right you know where they've got that you know that sort of support right yeah right there we go support network that's what i'm thinking but yeah, just just something I've noticed now. So yeah, that's that's a thing. Like in my dreams, always, even now, it's me. And and I realize that that's also a kind of a you are the star of your own brain. Right, you're the <laughs> hero of, of your thing. own story. You're the hero right. of your own story. Yeah, right. yeah, you're the star of your own brain. Yeah. And so when you're dreaming, it's about you. Right. And it's trying to help you resolve something yeah. or. Yeah work through something or no, no, deal granted, with something. Yeah, no, granted, I mean, I have dreams where I'm actually watching something, like I'm, I'm in third person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm and Where I'm actually in third person the whole time. This doesn't happen very often, but right. I will have dreams where I'm watching something from the third person the whole time. Are you watching you? No. And, oh, okay. No, 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 that's what I'm saying, is that it's not me at all. It's not about me at all. Oh. It's, it's I'm watching other people from a third person like i said this doesn't happen very often yeah but i do have dreams like that where Mm. you know and 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 i'm just it's it's like it's like watching television only it's much more real than television it could because it's like i'm actually there it's like it's like i'm it's It's like like i'm standing on the street watching this happen and 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 i don't intervene i don't do anything to help anybody (laughs) much like god oh yes absolutely much like god absolutely and so i'm just watching all of this i'm just watching all of this unfold and happen before me um sometimes sometimes towards like the end of the dream i'll jump in there and i'll either become one of the characters or i'll intervene in some way shape or form um or i'll jump in and out of a character but you know um you know and then there's the ones where you're watching yourself from outside yourself like i've I've seen a i've had a couple dreams where i'm seeing myself from outside of me yeah yeah but it's not really third person yeah. I, oh, yeah. So yeah, hard to describe. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Dreams, you can't really describe every aspect. Well, I mean, it's, right. It's hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, well, a lot of it's based on sensation and a lot of it's based on your feelings. You know, what, right. What am I feeling at this moment? And those are, that's kind of what's, you know, because, like, I'll be jumping yeah. in and out of me. 
right like third person and then like i'll be watching myself and i'll be in you know and like kind of almost like jump in jump in long enough to direct myself in the direct you know and then i'll jump back out so you know that i think you know that'll happen a lot um that'd be nice that be that's almost that's almost lucid dreaming oh i lucid dream all the time oh I listen to him all the time. I wish I could. But that's another episode. I, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's completely different. That's a thing. That's yeah. It's own thing. Yeah. And and that is actually oh. a question that I needed to I need to add. Thank you for reminding me. Um, oh. Because lucid dreaming is something that is definitely absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And I need to is, add that is. to my list. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. I haven't been able to do that now. since I was very young. I can do it now a lot more than I used to be able to. I was never... Mm, fully in control like if i was happen if i right. happened to have a lucid dream then yeah. i was happening to have a lucid yeah. dream. but i never yeah. like made it happen yes and all i've tried yeah so recently and i mm -hmm. can't yeah so yeah yeah so so my lucid yeah so my lucid dreams generally i i don't have full i do not have full control i have enough control that i can direct certain things but it's like um it's like it's like a train on a train track. This train is going in this direction, mm -hmm. and I can flip the switch every now and then and change the direction of the car. Yeah. But I cannot. I can't make that train an airplane. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. I there can't, you go. I yeah. Can't, you can't do that. I can't. Like, yeah. the, like this is the direction it's yeah, going. It's not and the fucking the, matrix. And these it's are the characters. <laughs> these are the characters on this train. And yeah. You're, you're not gonna make it an airplane with a whole new crew. It's not right. gonna happen. That's, that's not gonna. So, so no. that that's that's how that's how usually mine mine happen to you know happen to come to me or however you want to say it. I'll yeah. experience them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. I I never have. Well, on the, purpose. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There, there are there are um, there are a lot of there are books and stuff out there that, that teach mm -hmm. you how to do it. Yeah, it's it's a hard process though, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, it's if it's something that doesn't happen that doesn't happen naturally. Right. Like you have to like force yourself to stay awake. Yeah. Like you just lay there and force yourself to stay awake to the point that you know, and and that's that's part of the process. So it's a very yeah. it's a very difficult process. It's not easy, <laughs> and it doesn't no. sound like it's actually that good for you either to just lay there. And I wouldn't force think so. I would think that awake. it would be affecting your sleep level. You know, right, right. Because if you're just yeah. in a dream yeah. that's just happening, yeah. And lucid dreaming, then aren't you in REM state at that point? Isn't it? Isn't lucid it? dreaming that's, is that's in when REM? you dream. Yeah. Or or not lucid dreaming, but like dreaming where it's just happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's just REM. That's rapid dream. eye that's movement. That's where you're right, in REM right. sleep, and that's where you're getting a lot of your rest. Yeah? You're no. No. Oh, okay. Non-REM is where you're getting your rest. Oh, okay. REM is... So you have non-REM, and then you have REM. Right. So REM street... REM is rapid eye movement. Right. And that's when you're that's when you're dreaming, and that's why most mm -hmm. people dream right before they wake up is because they're coming out of their deep sleep, oh, okay. and in the early wee mornings of the of the you know and um of the day when the sun's coming through, they're starting to wake up, they're starting to come out. That's when most people dream, and that's when they most people have the most vivid dreams, and that's when people have their dreams that they remember the most. Okay. So non-REM is when you're deep, deep sleep. I don't get into that deep. Sleep. I go right below, like there's like if you think of it as levels, mm -hmm. I go right below the line, but I never go like really below the line. Like I don't. Yeah. I never get into that deep, deep non-REM. Um. But as far as the lucid dreaming goes, lucid dreams are not, they are not, <laughs> they are not super invigorating and where you wake up and you just feel alive and you feel, no, no, they are so, they make you tired. They, <laughs> 
if you wake up and you're like, damn, I'm tired. <laughs> you can wake up, you can wake up and be like, oh my god, that was amazing. I love that so much. <clears throat> and and but it's almost more of an entertainment thing. It's yeah. not. It's not yeah. refreshing. It's not a rejuvenating. I mean, it would be amazing if I could have one where I actually could feel rejuvenated. And sometimes mm-hmm. I might feel mentally stimulated and mentally rejuvenated a little bit, but physically, no. No, no. It, it, they they are they are something that if you if you choose to go down that path, you yeah. have to be careful about it because it. It's... I have thought about that because it's. I mean, when you're in when you're asleep, yeah, your body is supposed to be resting. Your subconscious right. is supposed to be right. working out mm-hmm. problems, and you're mm-hmm. supposed to be healing mm-hmm. and cells regenerating and stuff like that right. while right. you're sleeping. That's why you have sleep paralysis because. Your body doesn't need to be moving about right then and there. Right. It needs to be completely at rest so that you can feel better. In right. the morning, it's your reset. Right. That right. sleep is our reset. But um, but I feel like lucid dreaming would mess with that. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, like I said, I've, I've never experienced a lucid dream where I woke up and I was, oh, God, I just feel so refreshed and amazing. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I, uh, like I, I said, mentally, mentally, <laughs> I could be like, oh, wow, that was amazing. I love that so much. I want to have that dream again and, and yeah. do that all over again from an entertainment standpoint and yes. from like an experiencing thing standpoint. But as far as my body's concerned, my right. body's like, did you sleep at all last night? Because I feel like shit. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, yeah. don't you just want to like yeah. lay here and go back to sleep? <laughs> you know, because like my body's like not registering me. Have slipped all that. You know what I mean? Right. So, so that yeah. So that that's that's what that's what. <laughs> and and you know and maybe there are maybe maybe once you get good at it you can actually like take your lucid dreams into a yeah, place where you can go into a, a more of a meditative state where you actually are your body is rejuvenating itself and you know um and you can kind and of put your rest yeah where well, maybe you can put yourself preventing into, a nightmare <laughs> right where you can prevent you know kind of like put your put yourself into into more of a non-rim state yeah. almost which i mean that, i know that probably sounds a little crazy i don't know if that's possible no i don't think it sounds crazy it's um just, because you, you know, can't be you can't be aware. we just need to talk to a scientist yeah, to I, see if I don't think you thing. can be aware and be in a non-rim state yeah. And because when you're lucid dreaming, there is, you have an awareness. Yeah, you're aware. And I mm-hmm. don't, I'm, it seems like you're, it seems like you would be way too asleep. It, like it wouldn't, like it, I feel like it would, it couldn't go hand in hand. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. <laughs> but just what I know about dreaming, yeah. it seems like it's one of those things that could exactly. not happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it doesn't so, make sense to be both. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like you can't, you can't. You can't be aware and be super, super asleep at the same time. It just, right. It doesn't, it just yeah, doesn't work It doesn't like seem... You're, you're, yeah. either, you're either here or you're here. Like, there's no... I mean, there's a lot of... In, there actually is a lot of in-between. Yeah. But, and but, they... Uh, <laughs> that's, again, rabbit hole. Um, they, there's a lot of esoteric stuff that, that, that pagans get into mm-hmm. with dreaming. And not just, like, symbolization in your dreams, but also... Right. But also, like, controlling them in a way and lucid dreaming mm-hmm. to as a means to an end and specific things like yeah. astral travel and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. which astral projection astral kind of projection, thing. Astral projection, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. All yeah. sorts of... Whole whole bunch of rabbit holes it's like a rabbit colony <laughs> down that road so that's funny yeah that's funny yeah yeah no uh yeah no it, it is it is all very fascinating but we're gonna wrap up here um mm-hmm. 
And um, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no problem. Uh, this thank has you. been really, this has been a this lot of fun. This has been fun, yeah. Uh, definitely have you back sometime. That'd be cool. And um, I'm down for that. Yeah. So just remember that dreams are weird, <laughs> but they can also be very revealing. Um, I don't have a sign off yet. I'll think of one eventually. <laughs> so yeah. ta-ta for now and uh, dream good dreams. Mm -hmm. Sweet.